Yo, what's up, savers? If you could do me a big favor and share this with one person that comes to your mind, one person that's ambitious, that's on a road to wealth, that's just trying to do better in their lives, and you just want to have them learn as much good information as possible, it will help me, it will help them. Please share this show with them. Thank you. All right, what's up, savers? What's up, savers? So today's topic, I'm going to be breaking down five simple, very simple, very easy ways that I make the stock market work for me. Just very simple ways. If you're a beginner, if you've been investing for less than one year, five years, if you're new, maybe you have a portfolio, maybe you don't. I'm going to break down after years of studying, years of investing, years of going to school, years of helping other people. I'm going to break down what not only I use to keep things very easy, but also things that you may want to look into to make your stock market portfolio as simple as possible. There's no need to overcomplicate things, right? So I'm really going to be breaking that down on five ways. Earlier this week, I actually did a presentation um, open to, was a free presentation, a matter of fact, called Simplify the Stock Market. This will be a service that we'll be rolling out in 2023. And we just did like an intro to it. And I covered a lot of these things um, for you know a lot of people on Wednesday this past week, actually. So we had a great time and I wanted to put it into a podcast format for anybody that could not make the actual Zoom event, right? Five things that you should understand to make investing into the stock market easy. If you do not know who I am, my name is Trevor Alexander, founder of Save and Sip Wealth, where we invest money and change lives. On this particular show, we educate professionals like you so you can make the most sense of your money, your career, and your life. Before we go into the show, I want to give a shout out to our beverage sponsor of the day, once again, La Heredora Tequila is back. They have been a great supporter for us over the past year in 2022. La Heredora Tequila is a tequila that is barrel aged for 45 days. Beyond industry standards, distinctly sweet taste with agave and subtle oak notes. You know, it's the holiday season. Make a nice cocktail. Me personally, I like to go with a tequila sunrise. If you are a beverage company that would like to partner with us on an event in the future or just sponsor an episode, just email us at partner at saveandsip.com. We do both non-alcoholic and alcoholic drinks, teas, coffees, whiskey, water, tequila, you name it. We save slow, we sip slow. That's what we do around here. All right, so let's get into the topic of the day. Five easy ways to simplify this big thing that we call the stock market. Let's go. Alrighty, so I'm super excited about this episode because it's it's full circle. Full circle meaning sometimes you really have to learn. You have to spend a lot of times going away from what you first believed just in order to get back to the basics, right? It's like, man, you know, I'm I become an expert in this. I studied all these hours on this. I looked up 
this person. I was on social media and I go all the way around the world just to come back to this is what got me to where I am today, right? This is the foundation and the foundation oftentimes never, ever leaves you, right? It's like the foundation to the house. It's the strongest thing, right? It's the strongest thing that can support new, you know, a, a new frame, new windows. You take a door out, you swap all that other stuff out, but the foundation can remain for 80, 100 years. You keep the foundation. Other things will change, but the five things that I'm going to illustrate to you today are the five things that I learned early on. And here I am seven years later in my investing journey. And it's the five things that I've returned to. And it's the five things that I believe any new investor should at least understand and consider before they start to really move on a strategy, right? So let's jump right into number one. Number one thing that I've learned to make the stock market simple is invest every single month, every single month, right? Invest. invest, take your cash and invest every single month. Now, why is this Trevor? Number one, people often get tied to what's going on on a day-to-day basis with the markets, right? You get online, you turn on the news and you see people saying the markets are down today. You're losing money. You see all these red graphs going down. Or you get online and somebody is saying, I made a lot of money today, right? And you look at somebody else and they say, I lost money. Or, you you know, it's just too much going on. It's way too much going on. So when you just invest every month, what it does is it takes out the guessing game, right? Takes out the guessing game. It allows you to bet on the entire stock market. When I say bet, let me say invest. It allows you to invest in the entire stock market because it's not a bet per se, right? When we get down to the pure logic. And I'll talk about that on lesson number three. For me, when I first tried to learn investing, right, I talked about this a little bit on a presentation we did on this past week, and I'm going to share it with you right now, is when I first began learning to invest, I looked for a financial advisor, and there's a lot of good financial advisors out here, but the person I came across did not have my best interest. I ended up paying over $7,000 into a product that was not what I needed, right? It was a kind of complex insurance slash investment products. They're called IULs. I ended up wasting a whole bunch of money on it. It wasn't for me. Um, It's something that wealthy people do, but it wasn't something that I could afford at the time, right? And the reason someone sold it to me was they were able to benefit off of selling it to me. It was a salesperson per se, right? And so the reason I say that is number one, don't invest in anything you don't understand. But number two, I ended up looking for another financial advisor, right? I didn't let that first bad experience stop me because I knew there was a right way to invest. So the second person I came across, right? He said, you know what? Every single month, you're going to invest a comfortable amount. And for me, that was $500 at the time, $500, right? I wanted to be aggressive, but I didn't want to put too much money in to the point where I couldn't pay bills or you know, take a nice trip or do stuff if I wanted to, right? So $500 was affordable for me. And he said, okay. And we opened up what's called a Roth IRA at the time. And he invested it for me. He said, you know, $500 is what you're going to begin to invest. The next thing he said is choose a date every single month that you want this money to come out. Now, trust me, at that time, I wasn't too excited about having another bill, right? Like the 11th of every month, that's another bill, right? $500 less in my pockets. Now, 
what ended up happening was it became my favorite bill, right? It became the only bill in my life that I wanted to increase. The only bill that I knew I had to pay, but I wanted it to get bigger, right? Because I started to realize what was going on. And every month he said, and just leave it alone. He said, you know, you may not even talk to me in a year or two years. We may not even stay in contact. And we honestly don't. This was seven years ago. Like I have his phone numbers now, but you know, he's probably out helping other people. Um, and he said, you know, some months is going to go up. Some months is going to go down. It's going to be some people to tell you to sell. It's going to be a lot going on, but just keep putting money in it. Just keep putting money in it, right? Get it out of your pockets, invest every single month, right? So that's my number one lesson to people is regardless of what you can do, whether it's $50, 100, 500, 5,000, 750, 200, whatever it is, invest every single month. It does a couple things is number one, clearly it keeps you from spending that money on something that you would not rather have spent it on, right? Because when you see money, you have access to money, you're going to spend money, right? That's just the American way. Number two, it gives you confidence that now you're able to be consistent with investing in something that can grow, that can appreciate. And it becomes a mindset shift at that point, because now you start to actually observe and notice things that can also help build your wealth over time, right? This is the simplest method that I'm going to break down today that just investing every single month into the entire market at a low cost index fund is a proven strategy, right? So lesson number one, just invest every single month. All right. Lesson number two is make it automatic. This is the shortest of lessons because there's not too much to really tell you here, right? What gets automated gets done, right? If it's automatic, then it gets done. If you're listening to this, it's a very great chance that you have bills in your life, right? This show is primarily for adults that are just trying to do better in their financial journey. And most adults have bills, right? You might be paying a car note. You might be paying a rent mortgage. You might be paying a water bill. I don't know what you're paying, but you're probably paying something. And whatever you're paying, I'm also going to bet this. Whoever is getting money from you, whatever company that is, they really want you to put your bills on automatic, right? Sometimes they even offer you a small discount if your bills are set up to be automated, right? And why is that? They don't want to have to chase you down for money. If your phone bill is $130 per month and Verizon or AT&T, T-Mobile, they're going to say, make your phone bill automatic. Have it come out. Don't forget about it, right? Because that's guaranteed income for them. And that's also you not having to worry about missing paying your bill, right? It benefits both sides. Automatically investing is also the exact same advantages, right? When you invest automatically, it comes out, it's there, it becomes a bill. You don't have to stop it. You don't have to restart it. You just set it and forget it. I mentioned that gentleman who helped me said the 11th of every month is when you want your money to come out. Well, that's what I told him. I want my money to come out the 11th of every month, right? And that went on and on. I think for like five or six years, 11th, the 11th, the 11th, never stopped. I ended up changing it to a different date just because it kind of worked out better with my cat, my own cash flow. But for years, that was just an automatic system behind the scenes. I was using Fidelity. I still use Fidelity. And that was just going on and on and on, right? Automatic. I could never make an excuse on why I didn't invest every month because it was automatically being transferred from my checking account into my actual investment account, right? So automatic investments 
I cannot uh, I cannot emphasize enough how important it is. So that is lesson number two. Lesson number three. Invest into the entire stock market. Invest into the entire stock market. Now, this one is a little bit more controversial because I cannot legally tell you what you have to or what you absolutely need to invest in. Right. I'm not trying to teach you what to think. I'm going to teach you how to think. Right. Teach you how to think. And you have to make a decision as an investor on what you believe is best. Now, for me, this is what has worked best. I have invested into the entire stock market. I've invested into individual stocks. I've invested into dividend paying stocks. I've invested in the REITs. I've invested into normal real estate, all this different stuff. Right. I've invested into a lot of different types of things. Right. But getting back to the basics. My first five to six years was only investing into the S&P 500, S&P 500. S&P 500 is the largest 500 companies in America, all within one investment. So let's break down what this means even more. There's a there's a saying out there from a famous investor. And he, what he says is, don't look for the needle in the haystack. Just buy the entire haystack, right? Don't look for the needle in the haystack. Just buy the entire haystack. So if you've ever bought a stock before, this is how you buy a stock, right? You go onto your app, you open up whatever company, whatever brokerage you use, and you go in and you type in the symbol of the company, right? So if I'm trying to buy Amazon stock, I type in AMZN. I see Amazon is trading for $90. I buy $90 worth of Amazon stock. And great. I immediately have $90 worth of stock in Amazon, right? Now, if you want to buy the entire stock market, basically, when I say entire stock market, I'm actually referring to the S&P 500. There are some differences there. The stock market is about 3000 companies, but I'm actually recommending and saying what I, what, what worked best for me was the S&P 500, which is the 500 biggest, most profitable companies, right? These are the best of the best within that 3000 is what I focus on, right? Now to buy the S&P 500, it is as simple as buying Amazon or Tesla or Apple. All you have to do is go to your same exact app and type in any of these, right? You can type in the symbol VOO. You can type in SPY. You can type in FXAIX. Now, Trevor, why are there so many different names for this same exact investment, right? The short answer is they're all the same. It's kind of like triplet, triplet twin brothers, right? They all just kind of have different names, but they look exactly the same. Their name is the same. It's because they're sold from different firms, right? So Fidelity has their own flavor. Vanguard has their own flavor. Charles Schwab has their own flavor, right? Like depending on who you have your investments with, they will have their own S&P 500 investment that you can easily look up, that you can easily buy, and you can buy it with as little money as you possibly want, right? Now, when you're buying this, you're buying the entire haystack. So don't expect that you're going to get rich right away. Don't expect that you're going to make money like somebody who bought Amazon 20 years ago, somebody that bought Apple in the 1980s, or like somebody who bought Tesla 10 years ago, right? You're not buying individual companies and betting on them being the next big thing. You're buying an entire basket, right? You're, you're, you're buying an entire bucket of, com of small companies, I'm sorry, of big companies but broken up into little pieces. And so if a lot of them do good, but some do bad, 
then you're still going to make out okay, right? If, if if a lot of them do bad, but some of them do very good, then you're going to make out okay, right? And there's going to be some years that all the companies in America don't have a great year, right? We're going through that right now in 2022, where most companies have not had a great year because of the economy and recession, et cetera. But overall, the S&P 500 has proven to be the easiest, one of the best, most rewarding and profitable investments for new investors who do not know what they're doing in the stock market, right? When you just put money into the S&P 500, on average, you're getting somewhere between 8 to 10 or 11% return on your money per year, right? 8 to 10%. Let's just use those numbers, right? Let's just say 10% you're getting back on your money every single year, um, you know, give or take a couple bad years, right? You're getting 10% on your money. Would you rather have that 10% of your money growing in the S&P 500 or would you rather be paying all of your extra savings into Wells Fargo or Capital One or Bank of America who pays you 0.01% on your savings account, right? Now, this is where investing seems a little confusing sometimes for some people, right? You do not need to be a math genius. If you could pass fifth grade math, then you can get this right here. Your savings account is paying you 0.01%. The stock market, which takes just as much effort as putting your money into the savings account, pays on average about 10%. So I did the math. I got a calculator right here in front of me. That is a thousand times more than what your savings account is paying you. This is the reality of why other communities and generations have been able to build wealth, not because they're stock market experts, right? It's because they're putting their money into the most easy thing that gets invested every single month or every paycheck into something that's just giving them eight to 10 percent while our money has been sitting in savings accounts getting 0.01 percent. Right. It's a completely different beast. You can't even compare them. So that lesson right there, number three, is just buy the entire stock market, meaning the S&P 500. Use one of those symbols that I mentioned, VOO. FXAIX, SPY, these all do the exact same thing in that they track the largest 500 companies and they just help you do very good, you know, with your investments over the long term. All right. So for number four, let's break down number four. Yo, what's up, savers? If you could do me a big favor and share this with one person that comes to your mind, one person that's ambitious, that's on the road to wealth, that's just trying to do better in their lives, and you just want to have them learn as much good information as possible, it will help me, it will help them. Please share this show with them. Thank you. All right, cool. So the fourth lesson that I've learned in investing, right, that I want to share with you is keep it low cost. Keep it low cost. Now, you're following. So we're going to dig a little bit deeper because this is not advanced, but this is kind of intermediate, right? The normal person will not catch this, right? Keeping it low cost, right? On the last lesson, number three, I talked about buying the entire stock market. Just put it into the S&P 500. Use that. Consider it as an investing strategy, right? One thing I didn't even say is think about how much time you save because you're not worried about picking individual stocks, finding the right companies, figure, figuring out if you know, Nike or Apple or Home Depot, if they're going to do good or do bad, right? When you're just putting your money into the same thing every single month automatically, you don't have to spend real time looking at this stuff, right? 
Myself, I have a six-figure portfolio and I do not spend more than 30 minutes looking at it per month. I don't. I don't need to, right? Everything's automatic. I know what I'm investing in every single month. And when in doubt, I just put it into the S&P 500, right? Life is easy. And if you think about it, most people who have been able to build up like wealth in a 401k or 403b, you know, some workplace account, right? We're not even really talking about workplace, but the exact same principles apply. I've seen people mistakenly, by mistake, build up a ton of money in the workplace account because you know what? It follows the first three principles. Every single month, cash is coming out of their check automatically and it's being invested into the S&P 500 or the entire market, whether they know it or not. Their job is doing it on their behalf, right? Their job is hiring a finance company to invest their employees' paychecks every month into the entire stock market. They look up and they saved up hundreds of thousands of dollars into their 401k or whatever it might be. All I'm saying is, if you can do it at work, great. But not everybody has the ability or the access to have one of those plans at work. So you can do this on your own as well within an IRA or within a brokerage account. If you have a 401k or something at work, you can do it at work and you can do it on the side outside of your job, right? Now you're doubling up your efforts to build wealth using this method, right? So the number four lesson is keep it low cost, low cost, low cost, low cost. We don't want anybody else touching our money except for us, right? We don't want no fees, no penalties, nothing, right? All the money that we're investing is coming out of our hard-earned paychecks, our hard-earned businesses, our hard-earned side hustles, our tax returns, whatever money that we're building up and putting into these investments, we want to make sure that as close as 100% as possible of it is staying inside of our investments, right? We want that snowball to keep on growing without anybody touching it. So how do you identify this and what does this really look like in practice? So low cost means that when you invest into the S&P 500, when you invest into any mutual fund, right, of S&P 500, these are big funds, right? We won't break down funds too much right now, but just know that, again, it is a collection of different stocks, a collection of different companies that are all put into the same exact bucket that makes it easy for you, the investor, to just buy the bucket instead of having to pick out individual things, right? You're buying the haystack, which is the bucket, right? Now, because you are buying the entire bucket, you will be charged a very small fee because somebody else did the work of making this investing easy for you, right? There are people behind the scenes whose full-time job is to just make your investing life easier, right? By just doing exactly what I just said. So typically they charge a fee on this. Now, if you look at some funds, some mutual funds, they have what's called an expense ratio. An expense ratio is the percentage of the investment that is taken out every single year in order for them to cover the cost of basically setting up the investment, right? So consider it like this. Now, Trevor Alexander, Savings at Wealth, um, somebody comes up to me and says, hey, Trevor, can you manage my investments? And I'm like, yeah, great. I can. A matter of fact, I got all the best investments. I'm going to put it into Apple. I'm going to put it into this stock. I'm going to put it in that stock. I've got the, the savings sip wealth fund, right? And you give me your money. You give me $1,000 per month. Um, and now I'm using your money to invest it. And then at the end of the year, you come and you say, Trevor, how did you do this year? 
And I say, I actually did pretty good. Um, I got you a 10% return on your investment, um, meaning of all the companies that I chose, I got you 10% back on your money. Those companies grew and now there were 10 more, the 10% more valuable, right? So you gave me $1,000 every single month. So that's $12,000 per year. That 12,000 you gave me, I made another 10% on that, right? So I made you another $1,200. So you're like, great. 12,000 plus 1,200 is uh, 13,200. Can I have my money? And then I come back and I say, oh yeah, well, actually, um, I took off 1% of that, that 10% that I got uh, because I needed that 1% to pay me, right? That 1%, I actually held on to it to pay my salary, to pay my social media coordinator, to pay my research because, you know, I had to spend all day looking at these companies, right? So instead of 10%, I'm going to give you 9% back the other 1% I'm going to keep, right? Now, that's not the worst thing in the world because I made your life easier. You're still able to get your 9%. I got my 1% and you still made money. However, most companies that work like that, what they don't tell you is that that 10% that I made for you, you could have just put your entire investment into the S&P 500. You don't need me to actually manage it. And the S&P 500 over the past 40 years has done 10% anyway, right? So it's really an investment that doesn't require somebody else to really do a lot of what they call active managing. Active managing is their way of justifying taking fees off. So if you would have just put it into the S&P 500 instead of giving it to Trevor Alexander, now you keep your whole 10% minus very little, right? They take about 0.015 off um, and it's for some complicated reasons, but instead of just getting 9% back, you're now getting like 9.85 back. Now for most people, you probably are like, okay, what does that even mean, right? Like, does that make a big difference whether I'm getting 10% back or 9% back or 9.8? The answer is absolutely. For people who invest for the long term, we're talking 10, 15, 20 years, a small percentage point, one percentage point of fees taken out of your investments every single year will cost you hundreds of thousands of dollars over the long term. As much as three, four, five hundred thousand dollars you might lose out on because you're having someone else manage your money and they're not even beating the S&P 500, which is a passive investment, right? Over the long term, it hurts you, right? It's almost like a credit card. If you have a credit card and it's 20% interest and you knock it up a couple points and now you're paying 22% interest, you may not realize it, but if you just keep paying that minimum payment, you're going to pay a lot more interest over time versus if you were to like have a lower interest rate. It kind of works on the reverse. Now you're investing. This isn't credit cards. You're investing money. But if somebody's taking a small percentage out, then it's going to hurt you over time, right? And that's why I'm a big advocate, right? I, I really support if you're just a beginner, put your money into the S&P 500, right? It's going to give you typically pretty good returns that an advisor would have gotten for you anyway, right? The final and number five lesson that I've learned in my years of going around the block, coming back and investing, that makes a ton of difference, right? It's not always easy, but usually it's worth it is do not touch it, right? You're investing every month. It's coming out automatically into the S&P 500. You're paying low cost because the S&P 500 is extremely cheap to invest in. Now, if you can avoid 
if you can avoid messing up on number five, then you're off to the races. Number five is do not touch it. When you let a snowball go down a hill and it gets halfway down a hill, if somebody comes and just blows it up, right? If somebody just comes and stops his momentum, now it's got to start from a very st- small snowball until it gets big and keeps going down the hill, right? But it's all the way, it's already halfway down the hill, right? The same applies to our lives, right? All of us are only here for a certain amount of time on earth, right? We spend our time and then we're gone. And you can look at your lifespan like that hill. If somebody had told us to begin investing at five years old, that's like pushing a snowball down a hill at the very top of the hill, right? Now, that's not the case. Most of us are 25, 30, 40, 50 years old. So we have maybe another 30, 40, 50 years of investing, right? Let that snowball continue to grow and don't touch it unless you absolutely have to or you have seen a better investment that can get you a better return than what the stock market is doing for you right now, right? So for me, let's say every year that my portfolio has been going, I'm getting 10%, right? 10%, 12%, right? And somebody comes to me and says, Trevor, I've got this great investment. It's absolutely amazing. I can get you 100% back this year, right? And I'm like, seriously? And they're like, yeah. And I and it's for real, right? And I really look at this investment. It makes sense. Maybe it's an investment into some specific business or whatever, right? And I'm like, okay, I'll stop the snowball right here, take some of the snowball out maybe, and move it into an investment that's going to get me something guaranteed or very likely that's much better than a stock market, right? But it's just got to make sense. If that's not the case, why would I ever stop the snowball from building up, right? This is called compound interest, right? Go to Google, spend some time and just look at what compound interest actually does. I'll share a link in this podcast, um, in the podcast description on a compound interest calculator so you can understand how much your money starts to build when your money makes money in your sleep, right? That's entirely what compound interest is, is your money makes money in your sleep and just don't wake it up, right? You know, just keep letting it roll. If you can avoid touching it, Life will happen to you. Trust me. Your car will break down. This person's going to need a loan. This bill is going to need to be paid. This is going to happen. All types of stuff is going to happen, right? Especially when we talk about over the long term. If you can avoid touching your investments unless you absolutely have to, or unless you're taking profit to pay for something that you just really want, right? You know, you got to enjoy your money too. But Make it make sense, right? Make it make sense. Don't just go keep going in there and touching your investments because they look like they're growing slow or because you're bored or, you know, just something that doesn't make sense. If it makes sense, then touch it. But if it doesn't make sense, then don't touch it. And nine times out of 10, it usually does not make sense, right? I will not lie to you. I've sold some stock before. I've sold some mutual funds. I've had to sell some stuff before, right? A couple times. But most of my stuff, I try not to touch it. And the easiest way to not touch your money is to, number one, have some cash sitting outside of your your investment accounts. Don't invest all of your money. So now you have no cash, no money in your bank. And when something comes up, now you have to touch your investments. Keep some cash on the side. And then number two, you got to try to keep a stable income, keep a stable job or some some, some stable revenue stream so that you can focus on paying your bills, paying your day-to-day life stuff, 
and not have to worry about keep touching your investments. Those things alone will help you conquer number five, which is one of the most important things, right? If you do number one through four, right? Invest every month automatically into the entire market, keep it low cost, but you keep touching it. You don't really see the patience. You really don't see the the full benefits of, of, of long and midterm investing. Then you're never going to, you're never going to see it. You're never going to feel it, right? You're never going to you know, reap the fruits of your labor. So that's the number five lesson that I've seen and I've learned over time. That being said, it's all I got for y'all today. I appreciate everybody who has been supporting, who's moving into the new year extremely strong. Um, I'll drop all the links with inside the description. It'll stay on the lookout for our services coming up in 2023. We got group coaching coming up. We've got a lot of good things, events. We got good guests coming up. A lot of good stuff just to stay on the lookout for. In the meantime, between time, you know where to catch me. Reach out to us on social media, or you can email me directly, Trevor at SavingSip.com. I'm here to help you, and we look forward to the New Year's. God bless, and I'll see you on the other side. Take care.